What's up, ladies and gents? I'm Billy Donnelly, and I'm getting old quickly. Welcome back to the podcast for another brand new episode. And if you haven't been here before, then welcome along for this journey of self-reflection and introspection and self-improvement, as well as a little bit of self-care, as we sort of deal with the issues that are floating around in our head that we just need to talk about and get out there and discuss. For this week's episode, I wanted to discuss um, something I've been doing over the last couple of years, and we'll get into the why, I guess, as we move through. Um, I wouldn't say this has to necessarily deal with validation. We're going to get into validation in future episodes. i got a lot to talk about and deal with and say on that. But in regards to this week's episode, this is more about... I guess making amends to a certain degree for things you have done in the past in your life and trying to, I won't even say ask for forgiveness or seek penance or absolution. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of heavily spiritual terms I'm throwing out there. But, well, you know what? Let me just get into it and then we can sort of work through the why, how, and all of that, okay? Um, let's go way, way, way back in the life of myself and probably in the life of you as well. Uh, something, or at least a time of my life that I really reflect fondly on is sort of my grammar school, elementary school days. Uh, I didn't have a middle school time that I went through. My my town, my hometown didn't have middle school. You just had sort of K through 8 all the way through. And then you went into high school. Uh, K through 4, I went to one school and that was, you know, it was fine. And then I transferred into this gifted and talented program that was in a different school for 5 through 8. And those were... I would say some pretty formative years. There's a reason why when you watch movies dealing with childhood, they typically take place in that time period. Uh, you know, you're probably like 11 through, what is that, 14, 15 years old. You don't have a care in the world, really. You kind of get to do a lot of things the hormones start working their way in there. You have really good friends. Everybody's sort of hanging out. There's not a lot of drama that goes on. Even though, you know, as people start quote-unquote dating in that time period, it'll start to build up. But everybody really kind of gets along during that time. And so, definitely looking back in my life, it's a time that I... I really enjoyed and I look back very fondly of because it was a time that I felt really accepted. You know, there's not a lot of judgment. Uh, you know, e even if people sort of make fun of each other periodically, it's not mean-spirited. I don't, I mean, I don't think. There, there Actually, there probably is to a certain degree because you're in that time period and you don't recognize the harm that you may be doing, which is going to sort of filter into what I want to talk about here this week. But 
it's before high school when like the clicks really start kicking in and you know the cool kids start to really form and take hold and you know the lines are really drawn uh, at least in my high school experience and don't get look we're gonna get into my high school experience at some point in time it's not today I'm not not feeling that I don't even have a word for for what I'm not I'm not I'm not going there today I don't I don't feel like going there today okay but I'm, I'm gonna talk about the before those times which were much better so you know I really liked those times after school I was on the basketball team you'd have practice you go basketball practice play games people would come out support the team you know I played little league you had those times everybody sort of knew everybody you knew people all around town where I had there were multiple schools so you know people caught wind of everybody and everybody kind of knew different people depending on your neighborhoods and whatnot and I remember after school you know just going to people's houses and hanging out or spending lots of time on the phone talking about nothing or whatever fifth sixth seventh eighth graders talk about i remember spending hours on the phone with people not talking about anything literally just watching tv like they were watching the same show that i was watching but we were both watching it together yet on the phone while not actually discussing it because we were too busy watching it this is the mind of a 11, 12, 13 year old. Sometimes you went to somebody's house and you played video games because there were no online video games. Not to date myself. But that's just, that's the way the world was. And so I really, I have a lot of fond memories of this time. Because I definitely felt like I fit in somewhere. I felt accepted. I felt like I felt like I belonged, which definitely seems to be a trend throughout the episodes we've had already and the ones that are to come, which is a sense of belonging. So I felt like I belonged to this group. I felt like I belonged to this this crew. And this was in New Jersey. And even to this day, you know, we we had a nickname for all of us. Because I went to, it was room school. It was named after a guy. The guy's name was room. It was, it's not like, there was some sort of clever wordplay. But I went to room school and because it was the gifted and talented program, we were all roomies. And so I really enjoyed that time because I was invited places. I was I was I was a part of it. I felt a part of it, which is really important for me. 
And so that's all I knew at that time. And you had very close friends, some closer than others, but everybody got along except for, you know, the fights, you know, there were periodically there were fights, but for the most part, everybody got along. I did get into a fight at one point in time in school. I got sucker punched. It was horrible. Got in school suspension for that. That's neither here nor there. All these years later, I'm on good terms with that person. Regardless, they were good times. And I enjoy them tremendously. But as that time eventually ended, okay, as that time eventually ended, and when you, when you got into like eighth grade, you started to see some clicks start to develop. And then once we graduated that and high school came, people sort of just grew apart. I went to a private school for high school afterwards. So I had people that I sort of moved on with from from my school and other schools and in my town and went there. Other people went to the public school. There were a couple other private schools, some all-girls all schools. I went to an all-boys school. There were numerous schools in the area. But once we left there, everybody sort of just grew apart, went their own way because that's life. Not everybody gets to be friends with the same people they were friends with when they were 10. And in order to grow, you got to meet new people. And you got to make new friends. And sometimes the friends you were friends with at one point in time, you're just not friends with anymore. You have different interests. You have different things in life going on. You just sort of gravitate in your own directions. And then that's it. It's the, the chapter gets closed and you move on. And so that happens. But I'm a curious individual. And especially living in the era of social media. You know, when I was in college, Facebook started with us. Before it became to everybody. Facebook started as just for people in college, and I was in college when we got it. And so it's because of social media and living in the area of social media and my natural curiosity, there is parts of me that always wonders what happened to this person, especially the way that just my memory works. I remember a lot very vividly, especially from long times ago. My short-term memory, not so great. My long-term memory, pretty solid. I remember things very vividly from my childhood and growing up, things that, that really made me who I am. And so because of this curiosity, like I said, there is always sort of questions of what happened to this person, whatever became of this person, especially as we grew apart and people went their own ways because you're just, you just wonder sometimes 
who this person became. Where did they go? Who did they become? How did they get to where they are today from where they were then? And so with social media, it's easier to connect with those people. To do a search, name search, especially even when people get married, a lot of times they leave their maiden name in to make it easier to find them. And so you do searches for people and pull them up and friend them and remember them. And chit-chat and shoot the breeze and, hey, where have you been? How's life? And do some catching up. Because those younger days, those are the glory days. To borrow from Springsteen. And so you want to remember them well. And you want to know about the people who helped make those times for you. And so over the years, made easier by the fact that I still, to this day, have an 8th grade yearbook. Made it easier to, to sort of check them off one at a time and try and find them. And some of them were easy. Some of them were easy, and some of them I keep in touch with regu regularly now. It's weird how that happens. How, what is that? 25? More than that? 30? About 30 years, probably? 30 years later, I'm keeping in touch with people who I was friends with when I was 10, 11, 12? Okay, not quite 30. Let's not put me there yet. And so some of them were easy. And then some of them were, were more difficult. For one reason or another. Some of them were more difficult just to track down. Then others were more difficult because of the baggage that came with them. And so this is sort of what I want to get into here this week. As far as something I did and something that sort of came upon recently. When you're 10, 11, 12, you know, let, let, let's go from like 10 to like 14, okay? And I say everybody gets along. But there are times where you don't because you, you're not aware. You're not self-aware. And there are times where you say the wrong thing to somebody or you're mean to them or you criticize them or you say something nasty towards them. And you don't mean it. I mean, at the time, maybe you do. But you don't understand the consequences that your behavior could have on somebody's life long term. 
you know, if you were constantly picking at somebody or making fun of somebody, even in jest, not to be mean, but just because that was sort of the thing to do and you fell into the group mob mentality. And then that person develops problems from that. Trauma from that. Their own issues from that. You're responsible for that to a degree. Because you fed that and you poked at that and you prodded at that and you fostered that negative mindset, perspective, perception. mental it's not even an illness at this point but it's a you've created a trauma for somebody from your behavior and you didn't mean to but it just it just did because 25 30 years ago we didn't know about the long term effect of being a jerk As they say, we were just being kids, which is no excuse, especially now as we know more. And so what I've, what I've done, especially having my own vivid memory over time, is tried to make amends. Thinking back to when I was in that age, in times where I may have wronged somebody, or times that I may have been a jerk to somebody, or treated them poorly, or said the wrong thing, or insulted them, or made fun of them, or potentially caused some type of trauma in their life. And then I wanted to, to apologize for that, to let them know that I was sorry for that. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Because I think it's the right thing to do. Because nobody ever did that for me. Let's put it that way, I guess. You know, it's easy to sort of live by the golden rule, not to get spiritual on anybody, but treating others how you want to be treated is a pretty easy way to sort of attempt to go through life. And as I said, considering that my high school life was awful and nobody has ever come to me for anything that they caused during that time, I find it important from my own recollection in thinking about anything that I may have done to somebody that would have created an opening to cause trauma for them, it's important for me to let them know that I'm sorry. That doesn't mean that I'm seeking forgiveness. It doesn't mean that I'm seeking absolution. I'm not looking to be let off the hook. 
But I think it's important. I think it's important for if those things do occur and those things do happen, for their healing, it's important for them to know that the person on the other side is sorry for what they did. And so over time, in thinking about the people that I did not treat well when I was younger, as I've caught up with people and tried to touch base with people from those times, I have been able to reach out and do that. And for some, it's not a big deal. For some, they'll excuse it and say, you know, we were just kids. And I didn't really take any offense to it. And it kind of just is what it is. And I appreciate you apologizing for it. I didn't hold on to anything. It didn't harm me in any way. And I guess that makes me feel better. It's not what I'm looking. It's not necessarily what I'm looking for. Or is it? Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. And for others, there are people who say, you know what? I did have a rough time during that. I appreciate you saying these things. I appreciate you, you know, saying, coming forth and, and apologizing for that. Once again, you know, it's many, many years ago. I'm okay. It's not a big deal. I haven't encountered anybody who, during those times, is like, yes, I remember that time. You did this. It was horrible. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've been lucky in that respect. But there was one. There was one that I could not connect with. And I tried over the years, multiple times, and tried to, you know, send friend requests or private messages and reach out, and it was nothing. They all went unanswered. No response back. Frustrating on my end, I guess. Because once again, I'm so I'm eager to try and make this better. And it just it never happened. And it it didn't it's not something that like I obsessed over or I couldn't let go of. Every once in a while, it would spring back up. And usually it was because of the fact that she was connected to somebody else that I knew from this time. And so, you know, when you see the mutual friends, you're, you're trying to figure out why this connection isn't happening. And you make all sorts of assumptions in your head, and they're always wind up being worst case scenario because anxiety. What did I do so wrong? This person was really hate me. 
Because that's where your mind goes to. And so, about a week and a half ago or so, with all the time in my hands that I have, I decided to reach out again because the, her name popped up. This girl, Melissa, that I had gone to grammar school with. And I said, let's, let's give it a shot. Because, you know, we're in quarantine, stay at home, lockdown. And some days you're all in your feelings. So why not? And so I reached out and I sent a friend request. And this time the friend request was accepted. And so from there I sent a message. Sort of a, hey, how are you? It's been forever. How's it going? How's life? This, that, and the other. And we did. We got into a little bit of a, a, a chit-chat, a little bit of a back and forth. And now, this is the memory that I have in my head, okay? I remember. It's got to be... I want to say 6th or 7th grade. I feel like Melissa had a crush on me. I don't know that for a fact, and I don't remember that detail as clearly. But it's probably about 6th or 7th grade. And I remember being at a party, a birthday party. There was a girl named Angelique who we went to school with. Every year she would have a, a blowout birthday party. You know, as blowout as you can for 6th and 7th grade. Angelique's family was a little bit more well off. They always had a DJ. She had a real sweet basement. Everybody went. It was, it was a big deal. And I remember having a crush on somebody else. There was somebody else that I sort of had a thing for. And you know, you're in 6th, 7th grade, so all the crushes are fleeting. All the crushes exists and then two weeks later there's somebody there's a crush on somebody else but I remember having a crush on somebody else I, I don't remember exactly who it was at this point but I remember it wasn't going very well for me or it wasn't reciprocated and I remember Melissa giving me a hard time about it at this party and I remember her laughing and really getting in my face. And in a moment that I am very much not proud of, all these years later, still to this day in my life, I reached back and slapped Melissa in the face. And it was horrible. I remember her face in horror and shock 
an embarrassment. And I remember her crying and I remember how awful I felt for causing that then. And you try to... You try to apologize afterwards. I mean, of course, first you try to defend yourself because you're guilty. You're guilty of doing a stupid, horrible thing. And then afterwards you try to apologize, but nobody wants to hear it. Then, in the moment, they don't want to have anything to do with you. And I remember feeling incredibly low when that happened. And I can't even imagine what Melissa felt like when that happened. And so... All these years later, Melissa was the great white whale who I felt it was important for me to try and make amends to because that moment continued to stay in my brain. And so, after the sort of initial cordial pleasantries, I sort of went into my apology and let her know that All these years later that I found that it was necessary and important for me to apologize to her for how I had treated her during those times. And she didn't really remember it. I didn't get into detail on it either. So that's kind of on me. But she didn't remember me having done anything that badly. And sort of just said, you know, it's okay, and we were kids, and there's no hard feelings, and, you know, we're good. And I was okay with that. Because I'm not 
it's not healthy for me to just beat myself up over it. As I continue to talk about this, and I'm not and I'm not looking to press the issue either. But as I continue to talk about this, I may need to follow up. Not to try and or maybe I don't. I'm not looking to try to sort of peel the scab back and open up wounds that, that people may have healed or resolved or let go of or forgotten or anything like that. I just know that Melissa was the last one that I can think of that I knew that I had wronged and I found it important to try to make that better. And in my conversation with her, what her, what she relayed to me was basically we're good. And so, now that that's done, now that that's all done, I've taken a longer look at why. Why did I feel the need to do this? I, I don't think this is a regular thing that everybody else does. But it's something I wanted to do. Something I needed to do. Something that I felt compelled to do. That I had to do. And maybe it is absolution. You know, I'm not, I'm not a religious dude. But maybe there is something to seek forgiveness for your sins, so to speak. To say, I did this thing that was wrong. I know now that it was wrong. And I'm sorry for it. And sort of allow you to cleanse yourself. They, they don't have to accept your forgiveness. Or grant forgiveness, rather. They don't have to forgive you. They could tell you to go screw off and, and move on with their life. There's no obligation to clear me of any of that. But I found it was important to do that. And really why, the more I think about it, was perception, I guess. Now, why does that matter? Why does it matter to me how people that I haven't been in regular contact with for 25 plus years, what does it matter to me what those people think of me? Now. And it sort of goes, it comes down to legacy, I guess, to a degree. Because who wants to be remembered as a jerk? Who wants to be remembered as the dude who slapped the girl in 7th grade or 6th grade, whatever year that was? 
Nobody. And I didn't want that to be how I was remembered by others. I didn't want that to be how I was perceived by others. I didn't want when people tell stories about back in the day to talk about Billy the Jerk. Oh yeah, remember that dude, Billy? Yeah, he was kind of a jerk. Who wants that? And granted, you can't rewrite history. But I guess you could try and put some context on it. Try and soften it. Try and make it better. Because in all the conversations that I had with people in this overall exercise, the, the thing that they kept going back to was, you know, we were young and we were kids and we were stupid and we did things that... We didn't necessarily mean, but it is where it is, and we did them. And I guess it's been hard for me to sort of just write that off as this is just what kids do, because at that age, even now looking back in, in retrospect, I feel like I did know better. I knew not to do this, but I did it anyway. And I carry some guilt from doing that. Even though, look, I know we're all flawed and there is no such thing as a perfect human being. And you struggle to try, to try to be as perfect as you can. But when you're not, when those things happen, the things happen that you should know better. It's important to take accountability for your actions be responsible for them. Take that heat on yourself. And then try and make it better. Because as I said, in these cases, yeah, is there a degree of wanting to be released from that guilt and that burden? Maybe there really is. Maybe that's what's deep down at the root of this. But the other part that I really think is there is the rougher time that I had later in my high school years what that did to me how that shaped me the trauma that that created and the fact that no one no one to this day has ever come to me 
to take responsibility for their actions. And that's later than the time that my actions happened when they should definitely have known better. Just try to treat each other well. Just try to be good to each other. And when you screw up, just try to do what you can to fix it. Let people know when you're genuinely sorry. Let's leave that there. I think our time's about up. Let me give you the email here if you want to send anything into the show. GettingOldQuicklyPod at gmail.com Questions, comments, feedback. Need somebody to talk to? Get your story out there. Need to vent? Send the email. I'll read it. GettingOldQuicklyPod at gmail.com Podcasts can be found everywhere that you get your podcasts from. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and many more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't have to search it out every week. They'll deliver to you every single week when they drop on Monday. So subscribe to that. That'll make life easier for you. While you're there, rate the podcast. If I've earned your five stars, I'll take it. They help get the word out, so those ratings are important. And if you feel compelled to write a few words of review, let people know why you dig the podcast, why they might dig it. Just jot them down. It's helpful, and I greatly appreciate you putting forth that extra effort for me and this podcast. Social media, you can find us on Twitter at GettingOldQuick. Facebook, facebook.com slash GettingOldQuickly. And on Instagram at GettingOldQuickly. You can follow all the images, posts, content, and of course, episode previews that go up on social media to further let you know there's a brand new episode out there for you to listen to. It's time to go, guys and ladies. I'll see you back here next week. So make sure you take care of yourselves in the meantime. Practice that self-care and be good to each other. I'm Billy Donnelly. I'm getting old quickly. I'm out.